Hey friends, this is Amy and this is the Created to Thrive podcast. Welcome. This is episode one of my newest venture and I'm so, so excited to just have an avenue to chat with you guys more and just share things that are going to help you to thrive mind, body, and soul. So I was thinking a lot about what my first episode should be and there were so many options. <laughs> There's so much to talk about, and I'm really excited for the future of the recordings. Uh, but today, I felt like foundational to me and kind of who I am and what I'm about uh, is divine healing and also physical healing. And so I just kind of wanted to chat a little bit about both of those and how they fit together, and just a little bit about my story, and what you can expect moving forward from me. So, if you don't know me, um, my name's Amy Duggins, and I am a Christian. I am uh, a health coach. I love all things faith, uh, all things health. I love food, and I love sharing about all of those things. I have a website. You can find it at amy.duggins. I'm sorry. You can find it at amyduggins.com with more uh, recipes and just information on both of those, all of those topics. Um, so I have been walking with Jesus for about... Uh, 10 years now, and it's been an amazing journey. Uh, the last probably three years, it's been even more amazing because I've discovered divine healing, and it was something that I wasn't even really like seeking to discover. It was really something that God brought to me. He revealed it to me, and... For the past three years, I have been actively pursuing divine healing. I have been actively laying my hands on sick people and watching them recover and seeing all kinds of cool miracles and things like that. And I am sharing those, some of those on my website as well. So if you want to follow along with that, all of that information is there. Um, but... Before I started praying for the sick, I really wanted a biblical foundation for healing because I believe, as all Christians should believe, that the Bible should be the foundation of everything that we do. And not that every single thing in life is found in the Bible, but the things we do as Jesus followers should never contradict the Bible. So when the Lord first brought this to me, uh, he actually brought this information to me about divine healing through two separate people who didn't know each other, and they both brought the same <laughs> the same um, teacher to me, basically. And I was praying about it and just really believed this is the direction that the Lord wants me to go in. So I started studying the Bible with that question in mind, like, like is is the gift of healing for today? Uh, can anybody who's a believer do it? 
our miracles for today? And what does this look like, Lord? And so I spent um, several months just reading through the Gospels. I started in the Gospels and I read through all of the Gospels and then continuing on in several other books of the New Testament with that specific question in mind. God, what's up with divine healing and how am I supposed to apply what you're bringing me to my life? And it was incredible because my eyes were so opened to scriptures that like I had read a bunch of times before and not really like made the same connections. But it's really cool because when God wants to teach you something, um, he's going to make sure that like you get it and he's going to open your eyes in the timing that he wants you to receive. And really a lot of it is like, like the Bible says, um, have faith, like the faith of a child. So the, the faith of a child would be, you know, curious, inquisitive, trusting, willing to, um, lay down our own preconceived notions and ideas and the way we view things and accept what God's trying to teach us, even if it contradicts what we already believe, if that makes sense. So I began reading, I began discovering, I began reading scriptures like James 5, 14, 15, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And then scriptures like Mark 16, 17 to 18, and these signs will follow, will follow those who believe, not just the apostles, not just the disciples of the day, not just a special select few, but those who believe in Jesus. In my name, this is Jesus talking, obviously, they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So these are some of my favorite scriptures when it comes to divine healing and kind of like our responsibility as believers in Jesus, because these scriptures are clear that divine healing is available and we are actually commanded to lay our hands on the sick and and heal the sick and in Matthew 9:35 it says Jesus went through all of the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every sickness and disease. And it says Jesus, you know, is going through a crowd and in Luke 6:19 it says all the crowd sought to touch him for power came out from him and he healed them all. So we see in the gospels that everywhere Jesus went, he healed. It was always his will to heal anybody who came to him. And this power was coming out of him in such a way that all somebody had to do was touch the hem of his garment and they would be healed. And that's amazing. That's incredible. What was the power? Was the power because he was Jesus, because he was the son of God and also God in human form? No, it wasn't. The power was from the Holy Spirit. Jesus, it says in the Bible, 
emptied himself of his divinity and he lived as a man. So this doesn't mean that he wasn't always God. He was always God, but he chose to set that part of it aside, that part of himself aside, in order to live as a man and in order to show us what a life looks like when you're empowered by the Holy Spirit. So Jesus didn't even start his ministry until he was baptized by John. And then when he was baptized, it was the coolest moment because the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were all there together. The Father saying, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. The dove, the Holy Spirit's coming down in, in the form of a dove, and it's and it's landing on him, and it's filling him. And as he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he was filled with the power to do the miracles, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to set the captives free. And elsewhere in the Bible, it says that we, just like Jesus was filled with the fullness of God, we are to be filled with the fullness of God. And if you read in Acts, when Jesus ascended, he said, don't go anywhere to his followers. He said, don't go anywhere until the Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit's going to empower you to be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. And earlier in John, he had told them, it's to your advantage that I go away. Because if I don't, the Holy Spirit's not going to come. So when Jesus left, the Holy Spirit was able to fall on the believers and fill them and empower them to be his witnesses and to do the works that he did, as the Bible says, that we'll do even greater works than Jesus because we have the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> not because of anything special about us or, you know, a special gifting that we have. It's because of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit, God's active agent of, of um, change on the earth, right? And so because we have the Holy Spirit, we have the power to heal the sick. And if you read Acts and you see what the disciples were doing and it wasn't just the apostles. It wasn't just the apostles. It was other disciples that were laying their hands on the sick. They were commanding illnesses to leave in Jesus' name. They were casting out demons in Jesus' name. They were raising the dead in Jesus' name. Because Jesus said, go and heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out demons. And that message hasn't changed. So... When all of this was revealed to me by the Lord through his word, like I said, it was a span of months that I just really studied because I was like, okay, I really need to, I really want to study this. It's important to have a biblical foundation, especially before I started teaching any of it. But around this time, you know, after I had begun learning and getting the biblical foundation, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to step out and I'm going to start um, praying for the sick. And I'm going to believe, I'm not going to ask God if it's his will for me to heal this person or if it's his will to heal this person because he already gave the instructions. He already gave the model of Jesus, which Jesus says, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. So did Jesus heal everyone who came to him? Yes, he did. He never sent anyone away. The only place in the Bible where it says, 
he couldn't do many miracles because of their unbelief was um, in his hometown. And it doesn't necessarily specify that their unbelief prevented them from receiving a miracle because sometimes that does play a factor, but it doesn't always. But I think that because they questioned Jesus's divinity, because they knew him growing up and they were like, you know, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, what's going on with this guy? Like, he's the carpenter's son. Like, he's not anything special. They didn't even come to him for healing. So there was no healing to even be done because they they didn't even believe in the slightest bit. So anyway, he healed everybody who came to him. He didn't stop and ask if if that was the Father's will because he knew the Father's will. So just as Jesus knew the Father's will and he only did what he saw the Father doing, we are to do the same. We are representing Jesus, representing Jesus. So when people encounter us, they should feel like they've had an encounter with Jesus. We're filled with his spirit. We're his representatives. And that looks like healing the sick. That looks like raising the dead. That looks like casting out devils. And so I started stepping out. I started praying for people, commanding sicknesses to go. I started seeing people get healed. I started seeing demons leave. I started just hearing all these testimonies about like, wow, after you prayed for me, I felt this power come through my body, not my power, the power of the Holy Spirit. And I felt better, just all sorts of stuff. And I'm not, I want to be clear that this isn't always an instant thing. I'm not seeing a hundred percent of the people I pray for get healed. Sometimes it's something instant where they feel it and they notice and their symptoms go and they don't come back. Sometimes it's a process. So if we're in the process of looking more like Jesus, then there's obviously a process, right? And so there's obviously a process to get to the level of anointing that he was walking in under the Holy Spirit. So there's an instance in the Bible where he prays for somebody twice. It's somebody who's blind and he prays for them and they don't, they kind of see like blurriness, like they're starting to see a little bit and then he prays for them again. So I always like to say, if Jesus had to pray for somebody twice, I think it's okay for me to pray for somebody several times because I'm not Jesus. I'm in process of looking more and more like him. And so it's not always instant. I've, I've prayed for, uh, one friend who, was bedridden, um, very serious kind of stuff going on with viruses and just various things, but it was debilitating for her. And we prayed once and she felt great for about three days and she started not feeling well again. And then, you know, we prayed again and there was more breakthrough. And then it was kind of like this back and forth process. And there's so much that goes into that. And I'll probably do a podcast on that at a later date. But just to kind of summarize, it's not always instant. And this same person, after the course of about a year or so, not only having me pray for her, but going and getting um, inner healing sessions and deliverance and really applying the word to her her life, 
she's been symptom free for the last like three months. So praise God. Um, but you know, I started walking in this, I started seeing miracles and it's been amazing. My favorite testimony is of praying for a man on an airplane who had, uh, deafness, like complete, complete deafness. He could not hear it all out of his, um, left ear. And I prayed for him. There was no kind of change. I prayed for him again, nothing. And then through the duration of the flight, I just kind of prayed silently to myself. And then by the end of the flight, he was like, Whoa, I can actually hear out of this ear. It's like 50% better. So yeah, that was like my, I was just, I was blown away, you know, just like that was the biggest miracle I had seen to date, like when I prayed for somebody and it was so cool. And so it's just been a really amazing journey of, um, being able to partner with God in that way and just seeing his kingdom come to earth in that way and seeing him just alive and active in the lives of people. And what I love the most, um, I love when people get physically healed, obviously it's amazing, um, but I love that the physical healing always leads to a greater realization for them on how much God loves them. And it always leads into greater spiritual growth, which I love helping people grow. That's like my passion. So whether I'm helping people grow spiritually, whether I'm helping people grow um, physically, mentally, whatever it is, like that's what I love. So I've been doing that, again, like I said, for about three years. And so now there's the natural health side of it. And about 10 years ago also, about the same time frame that I was um, starting to follow Jesus, I became very interested in health. I was currently not doing anything healthy at all (laughs) from just literally every part of my life. And I read an article on the 50-something chemicals that are allowed in our food in the United States that are not allowed in the UK, like Kraft, which I'm not promoting Kraft. It's, you know, not healthy, (laughs) but I'm just using that as an example. So Kraft's formulation for macaroni and cheese in the UK is different than the formulation for macaroni and cheese here because there are ingredients in the UK that they will not allow in their food. And started reading about the effects of these ingredients on the body and their connection with chronic illness and disease. And let's face it, like the United States is very sick and our diet is very poor. We're on the standard American diet, which can be shortened to sad because (laughs) it's sad. Um, And so I started reading and realizing, and I remember after reading that first article, I went in my refrigerator and I was like, I have to throw everything away that has preservatives and food dyes. And let me tell you, I threw a lot of stuff away. I was like shocked. I'm like, why do pickles need green food dye? Like what's happening? So it was like a purging of, of that. And as the years went by and I began to research and learn more and more about, uh, just what's in our food, what's in our personal care products, our cleaning products, the effect of uh, electromagnetic frequencies on our bodies. There's just so much. We are bombarded with toxins. And 
you know, the more I learned, the more I began shifting things, changing things. It didn't all happen at once. Um, but it was a gradual process. And then I began helping others learn how to do that as well through, uh, just one-on-one coaching and some programs I've created that you can find more about on my website. Uh, and yeah, I just love, 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 love to help people get healthy in any way, shape or form. So it's been an interesting balance for me because obviously I'm super into divine healing and I believe that, you know, God, God heals, he, um, can heal anything that's wrong, right? But then there's also like that natural health aspect of it where we have a responsibility to take care of our bodies. And if we're a Christian, we have a responsibility to take care of our bodies because they're a temple of the Holy Spirit. And the amazing thing is that God created our bodies to self-heal. God created our bodies so amazingly that they, you know, every system of our body works together to stay balanced with minerals and vitamins and to, to, to work synergistically to, to function and for health. And it's just, it's beautiful. Uh, but when we are overloaded with toxins, when we aren't sleeping right, when we aren't eating right, when we're not fasting, when we aren't getting enough sunlight, uh, uh, fresh air, um, water, like everything starts breaking down. And so, God wants us to be healthy physically. So God can heal anything, right? But he also wants us to take, to teach us how to take care of our bodies. He can heal anything, you know, and, and our bodies can self-heal when given the proper conditions. So obviously our body is not going to self-heal a broken bone. So I'm not talking about a broken bone or like an extreme infection or anything like that. Um, but there's many things that we deal with like chronic illness and, um, inflammation and, uh, type two diabetes and heart disease and even cancer that can be remedied or can be prevented with lifestyle. So if God were to heal, um, somebody with like type two diabetes and they went right back to the same unhealthy choices and habits that got them there in the first place. Like that's not God's design for that person's life. Like he wants us to prosper in the area of health. The Bible says, I pray that all might go well with you, that you might prosper and be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Okay, so that's God's design for us. But the enemy, he comes and he steals, kills, and destroys with with disease and sickness. But Jesus came to bring abundant life. And so part of that is divine healing. And part of that is the knowledge that we can have in order to keep our bodies healthy. And the Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I can't think of any better area that that, that, that scripture fits than in the area of health. Because let's face it, God's people are the majority, like I wouldn't say the majority, a high percentage of God's people are sick, chronically ill, suffering under some type of uh, chronic illness or like I mentioned, diabetes, heart disease, 
you know, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, all of it. A little bit longer, right, at the grocery store. Yes, it takes intention, but if we can't prioritize our health, every other area of our lives is going to suffer. Our health has to come first. Our spiritual health, our connection to God. And if you're if you're listening to this and you aren't a Christian, I applaud you for getting this far when I'm talking about all these Bible verses. Uh, and just just know that that God is after your heart, and that's why you're that's why you're listening to this. And so, if you're feeling um, just stirred in your heart, if you have more questions about what it looks like to put your spiritual health first, what it looks like to connect with God, uh, which can only be done through Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, please reach out to me, and I would love to talk to you, pray with you. Um, so, yeah, health needs to come first, spiritual health. Physical health, um, it's it's really, really important. Not only what we eat, but what we put on our skin, what we clean with, how much sugar we eat, the quality of our sleep, exercise, which is my least favorite part of that, <laughs> just being honest. Um, yeah, and so that's kind of like where I'm at and where my passions lie and what you can expect to hear more of throughout these podcasts. How to, how to have uh, good health in the area of eating, in the area of just general wellness, and just natural holistic ways to treat illness, um, and just how to live a healthy life, mind, body, and soul. How to thrive. Because God created you to thrive. He created you for this specific time in history for a reason. And you have a special purpose. And you have a special, unique, you're the only you. And you have something that only you can bring to the world. And it's hard to do if you have a debilitating chronic illness that keeps you sleepy, keeps you inactive, keeps you depressed. There's such an, a connection between depression and the food that we eat and minerals that we're missing. And there is a spiritual aspect of that too. So, um, yeah, I am so excited for just the future of these episodes and I'm excited to connect with my, my listeners, um, family, friends, make new friends, and please don't ever hesitate to reach out to me. You can find my information on my profile. Uh, and that's it for episode one, guys. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time. Really excited. And thank you for listening. And until next time, bye-bye.